You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. I live to please God is the title of this devotion. Perhaps that is more real for those of us that are born of God than we sometimes are aware of that the life that we are now given in Christ Jesus is a life pleasing to God. It's a life that is in His favor, in His joy. Why? Because it's the life of the Son of God. It's the life of Jesus Christ at the Father's right hand. My Son, in you I'm well pleased. That life is given into us. So that life has the pleasure of the Father in it. The delight of God in it. Oh, how it delights the Heavenly Father to see the life of His Son in you and me. And to see us in emanating that life in our bodies, in our ways of thinking, in our ways of believing, in our ways of talking, in our ways of acting and reacting, that that life of the Son of God emanates from us and comes forth from us in all the delight it has in the Father. Oh, friends, I want to encourage you, let this penetrate your heart deeply. Let this begin to resound inside of you. I'm acceptable and well-pleasing to my Father. There's this incredible, beautiful scripture in Ephesians chapter 1, I think it's verse 6, 7 or 8 or so. It says, we have been made accepted in the Beloved. We have been made well-pleasing to the Father in the beloved, us who once were not his people, now have become his people, who once were far off, have now been brought near, who once were separated, have now been reconciled. Oh, now we have the spirit of the Son in us, Romans 8 says, crying, Abba Papa, Abba Father. Oh, my dear friends, if we could only but realize how much we are loved by God and how pleasing we are to Him to carry this life of His Son in us in which He's well pleased and that we now share in the pleasure that Jesus is enjoying in the presence of our Father where there's fullness of joy. And that honestly is a reality that can comfort you and hold you steady in times when There's nothing in this natural life that gives you any sense of happiness and joy. And you go, you know, Pastor, I used to to feel so happy about things, but now everything is dry, everything is empty, and nothing gives me that feeling. And I understand how we can all be in that place where the Lord needs to become more than enough where He is the joy and the rejoicing of our heart and how He longs for you to realize that He is that to you. He is your joy and your salvation. And I want to just gently show you 
this life that is well pleasing to the Father. Right here in John chapter 8, verse 29, and Jesus here is facing such animosity and hostility, as in that the next few verses shows you how they took up stones to stone him. And, and this was such a precarious time. It's, they didn't connect with him. They, they didn't see him as the son of God. They didn't, even though they had a display of love in him that was more powerful than the wrath of the law, because the woman caught in the act of adultery we read about in this chapter was walking away forgiven with a new opportunity to do what's right in God's sight. And they saw that this, this display of God's mercy triumphing over his judgment when those who had stones to stone her could not stone her because they realized they were no better than her. And even though they watched all this, yet their hearts remained dark and, and distant and, and ignorant of God's love. And while Jesus was surrounded by that, and while that was coming against him, I want you to see what he said right here. Because all of us can sometimes be surrounded by darkness, surrounded by those who don't connect with God, who don't enjoy this, who don't know this. And what did Jesus say? Look at it here in John 8, 29. And he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone for I always do those things that please Him. The way I am and the way I live pleases Him. I feel my Father's pleasure. I feel my Father's presence. I feel my Father's love. And this, I intercede with you, dear friend. This has to be the rock upon which we stand when the waves beat vehemently against the house that we have the Father's presence, the Father's love, the Father's pleasure to guard our hearts and minds and keep us steady. And though the storms may rage around me, it's kind of like what, what, oh, what, 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 what David said here in Psalm 27. Oh, I love that Psalm. And what a beautiful, short little Psalm, 14 beautiful verses. And he says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked come against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and my foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war may rise against me, in this I will be confident for one thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in his presence, in the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me and set me high upon the rock. David understood this in the language that was available in the Revelation 
that was there and how beautiful that revelation and glory was in which he was able to live in the favor and pleasure and love of the Heavenly Father. And what we are given now in Christ is what David was hoping for. It's what David was believing for. It was what David was prophesying by the Holy Spirit. That life of the Messiah, of the Anointed One, that is perfectly made manifest in the body of Jesus and kept at the Father's right hand in the presence of His pleasure and glory. That life is imparted to you and me, that life of the Son of God. And now that we may live because He lives, the life that He gives. Oh, my friends, it is a life in the love and the pleasure of our Heavenly Father Oh, and that makes you begin to live to please God. Let me read you one of my verses that I love to meditate on. And I want this mindset. I want this reasoning. I want this guarding, guiding. And when I say guarding, when certain stresses and pressures come in whatever environment, whatever relationship, I want these thoughts to hold me in the way I should think, in the way I should act and react. And, and when there's different challenges and, and hopeless fears trying to gain access to me, I want this to hold me steady. And so let me read it to you. It's John chapter 5, verse 30 in the Amplified. I am able, Jesus says here, to do nothing from myself. Just that opening statement should guard your heart. When you are looking at life circumstances, it ought to hold you steady. I can do nothing on myself. My Father loves me. John 5 verse 19. He shows me all things that He does Himself and He will show me greater things than these so that you may marvel. If there is a message for you and me that are born of God for this new year, it has to be the message, I will show you greater and more wonderful things so that you may marvel. Oh, I am expecting this year to be filled with marvel. Oh, hallelujah, I feel the anointing of it right as I'm saying it to you. This new year, we will marvel at the glory and power and majesty and splendor of the Lord Jesus Christ as He reveals Himself in His body, His church, His people, and lifts them up far above the darkness and causes them to shine bright with the glory of heaven to be a witness to the world that the doors of heaven are opened by the blood of the Lamb and that whomsoever calls upon the name of Jesus will be saved. I can do nothing from myself, independently, on my own accord. Independently, I, I can't act independently. You know, it's, it's, I have that with Virginia after 40 years of marriage and April will be married for 40 years. And if people ask me for certain things, I said, okay, yeah, I like the idea. So let me get back with you. In other words, let me check with Virginia. Why? Because I'm not independent. We are one. So there are certain things I know and I can say, yeah, we'll do it. But I know what she thinks about other things. I, I check up with her because we're one. And that's how 
we live to please the Father. I, I cannot act independently apart from my Father in heaven. I, I, I'm not my own. I've been bought at a price. When the Lord Jesus saved me in 1978 in the Lord's Hospital in Binghamton, New York, in upstate New York, after I'd broken my neck in two places in a car accident, and Jesus appeared to me and, and took my and gave me his life, and I became born of his spirit. As I walked out of the hospital, my father said to me, now you know your life is not your own. Oh, folks, we've all been bought at a price. We are not our own. Therefore, worship God in your spirit and your body, it says in 1 Corinthians 6, chapter, 20, uh, chapter 6, verse 20. Come on, we are not our own. I cannot act independently on my own accord, but only as I'm taught by God. Only as the Heavenly Father teaches me. Jesus said here in John chapter 8, there's much I have to judge and to teach, but I will only say what the Heavenly Father tells me to say. In other words, there's so many things I could point at your life right now that needs dealing with, but no, I have only come to share with you with the Father. That right there should guard your heart, folks. Because many times, if we just talk to people about everything we see needs dealing with, we crush them, we wound them, and we don't help them. But if we listen to the Holy Spirit, God knows what is the important word for the moment for that individual. Come on now, when you look at your child and it's still drooling, well, when it's two months old and the food is coming out, you don't say, hey, what's wrong with you? Keep the food in your mouth. No, you, you take it with the spoon and, and put it in there. And, and you know, give them time and they'll learn to, to keep the food in the mouth. So God deals with us as with children and he knows what is the word for this moment. And the word for this moment for you and me, live to please your heavenly Father. What does that mean? I'm able to do nothing for myself, independently on my own accord, but only as my Father teaches me. Even as I hear His teaching, I know what to decide. As the voice comes to me, so I give the decisions because my judgments are right because God is in agreement with it. I do not seek or consult my own will, I have no desire to do what's pleasing to myself, my own aim, my own purpose, but only the will and the pleasure of the Father who sent me. Jesus lived within this very spirit that he gives and that he wants us to embody and that we have this air about us, this fragrance, this nature about us of the Son of God, I live to please my Father. Why don't you go watch those things? Yeah, I just, I don't feel it's for me. And if they push you enough, then you say, you know, I live to please my Father and I just feel this is not what fits me. And I think that it is so important, friends, that we live within that favor, that pleasure of our Father. Jesus said, I always do the things that please my Father. My Father is with me. He has not left me. I think it's so important that we don't leave that favor of God to go do something that we know is not within His pleasure. 
David was a man who had this mindset in him and prophetically spoke about it here in Psalm 40, which is that famous Psalm where he says, I waited patiently on the Lord and he inclined to me and he heard my cry and delivered me out of a horrible pit and put my feet upon the rock and put a new song of praise in my mouth. Remember that Psalm? That is Psalm 40, which is a phenomenal prophetic messianic Psalm. And Hebrews chapter 10 quotes from this Psalm. And this part, I'm going to read to you from the Living Bible just because I love the language of it. It starts at verse 6. All of it is so beautiful. He has given a new song to sing, verse 3. Many will hear of the glorious things that he did for me and stand in awe before the Lord and put their trust in him. Many blessings are given to those who trust in the Lord. Oh Lord, my God, many, many a time you've done great miracles for us and we're ever in your thoughts. Who else can do such glorious things? No one else can be compared with you, Lord. There isn't time enough to tell of all the wonders of your deeds. This is somebody talking who's living in the pleasure of the Heavenly Father. And then listen to this verse 6. It isn't sacrifices and offerings you really want from your people. Burnt offerings bring you no special joy, but you have accepted the offering of my lifelong service. And then I said, see, I have come just as the prophets foretold. And I delight to do your will, my God, for your law is written in my heart. I've told everyone the good news that you forgive man's sins, and I have not been timid about it. As you well know, O Lord, I have not kept the good news hidden in my heart, but I've proclaimed your loving kindness and truth to all the congregation. He said, Father, I love to do your will. It's my great pleasure to do what pleases you because your law is written in my heart and mind. You see, the law, what is the law of God? Love the Lord your God with all your heart. It's the greatest law you could have written in your heart. Love the Lord your God, Deuteronomy 6 verse 4, with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul, and with all your strength and share this at home is what it says there. Read it in Deuteronomy 6. And David had the law of God in his heart. It was constantly coming from his heart to love God, to live in the Father's pleasure, to live to please God. If invitations would come for him to join people's feasts that were contrary to God's nature, where they worshipped gold and silver, where they worshipped food and worshipped the riches of this world. David could not be part of it. Why not? Are we not to be appreciative of these things? We're to be thankful for them, but not to worship them. But we are to be thankful to God who gives us richly all these things to enjoy. David could not join in their pleasures because their pleasures were were based upon the passing things. Their pleasure was not based upon the love of the Father. And how we today need to rediscover what it means to live. 
to please God and enjoy Him and be satisfied in Him and be complete in Him. Okay, two things in closing. First from Hebrews 10, in which this part that I just read to you out of Psalm 40 is quoted. And lastly, Romans 12. Listen to this. Starting at verse 5 of Hebrews 10, where he quotes Psalm 40. Therefore, when he, Jesus, came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offering and sacrifice for sin you had no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come in the volume of the book that's written of me to do your will, O God. He's talking about what pleases God is what I want to give him. I want to live to please him, right? Then he says in verse 10, By that will of God, we have been sanctified, set apart, made holy through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. So Jesus understood how to enter and live to please the Father, how to enter that pleasure of the Father and how to live in it by offering his body to God. And please do not misunderstand because you may say, but Pastor Robert, my body is frail. <laughs> my body is sickly. My body is dysfunctional. How can I offer something that isn't whole to him? It's all you have to give. It's all you have to give. And it's all the Father longs for, that you give him your all that all that I am and all that I have is yours, Lord. That's what David says in Psalm 16 when he talks about offering his body to God and seeing him raise it from the dead. The body Jesus offered to the Father was mangled. It was so deformed that it was unrecognizable as a human being. It says at the last two verses of Isaiah 52, it had no form or comeliness that we should desire him. And that's what he offered to God. He gave his all to the Father. Thereby he entered fully into that pleasure and nothing could separate him from it. And the Lord Jesus has opened the way for you and me. And now he leads us by his sweet self-sacrificial spirit into that life of full self-surrender, full giving ourselves to God to live in that where life of pleasing Him. So he, Romans chapter 12, please, in closing. Oh, how beautiful are these thoughts. How amazing and wonderful and how we need to hear them to draw us into that favor and pleasure of the Father where we can enter the fullness of this life while pleasing to Him and where our whole spirit, soul, and body is living in that life that's pleasing to the Father. It is wonderfully given by Jesus, perfected by Him, and maintained by Him. So 
Don't look at your own ability to do it. Trust him to work it in you. Now, I beseech you, therefore, by the brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Come, my dear friends. Let that eternal spirit, Hebrews 9, 14, by which Jesus offered himself to the Father, enable you and empower you to offer yourself. Believe, believe that Jesus is working in you by his eternal spirit to present you to the Father holy, acceptable, and well-pleasing in his sight. Read these thoughts in Ephesians chapter 1, and I guarantee he will perfect that which concerns you, that you live 24-7 to please your loving Heavenly Father. There is no better life than that. Have a good day.